I've you think I've read this? I know you've read it. I'm pretty sure. Actually, now I'm getting doubtful of myself, but I'm, I'm like 90% <laughs> certain I lent it to you. and welcome to the book jar podcast my name is marissa and i'm joined here with my friend megan where we're going to discuss some book related topics or specifically some first lines from books we like oh ooh. she's like i didn't know that even though i'm fully prepared <laughs> yeah. yeah what do you mean that's the topic today uh, if this is your first time listening to this podcast welcome this is how it works every week at the end of our podcast we pull our next topic out of a book jar which you can have your question added to or your topic added to and we might talk about it or actually we will eventually talk about it when we pull it from the jar so if you want to do that go ahead and send us a dm or leave us a comment on instagram at the book jar pod other than that how are you doing today megan i'm good i'm a little hyper i'm You're a little, little <laughs> adrenaline rushy but it's good how are you i'm doing i'm doing pretty good i had a great last two weeks in terms of reading Oh, that's good. Yeah. So I finished five books. Wow. And I'm going to actually say five and a half. Because mm-hmm. remember, remember how I was, uh, you know, talking about A Court of Thorns and Roses and I was like, I'm not going to read the fourth book, mm-hmm. which is A Court of Silver Flames. I like half read it. Okay. Okay. So I skimmed a lot of the scenes. So I didn't count it towards my reading goal because I was like, I don't like I read about 60% of it and then I skimmed the rest, Mm -hmm. which feels like maybe I shouldn't count it. (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. But I would totally count it because that's how I am. And that's fair. I was just (laughs) like, I already have like I'm already two books ahead. So I was like, I also like I'm okay not counting it. Yeah. Although I might add it and like DNF it just so it's like in my history. Yeah. Because I feel like I want it to be there, but like. I didn't really read it in full. Yeah, that's fair. So anyway, I did not love it. Mm. But, you know, it is what it is. Are you surprised, though? Like, there was a reason you weren't going to read it in the first place. It was the pregnancy trope throughout the entire thing. So I'm not going to go into it because I don't want to spoil it for anyone who might want to read it. And I know a lot of people did actually enjoy it. And that's totally good. Like, if that was your cup of tea, if you wanted this, like, the high fantasy fae stuff Mm -hmm. is really popular. So, like, if that was just, like, another level for you, that's great. Yeah. I just didn't, I think, I just wish there was, like, a little bit more character in the series Mm -hmm. versus just, like, plot points, which is, I feel like, kind of how I feel about the whole series. But anyway, I'm not going to talk about that one. So I finished five <laughs> other books. Okay. What are they? Um, so I have, um, so I finally, finally finished Codename Sailor V. Okay. So that was the first. So there was broken into two volumes. It was really fun. I, so like, this is a little bit of spoilers, but like, obviously it takes place before any of the Sailor Moon mangas and therefore before the anime, if you're more familiar with the show. And so it follows uh, Sailor Venus, who is the first one to like awaken. Mm-hmm. And her and Artemis are like, Artemis is basically trying to train her. And she's like, I just want to fall in love with idols. Like, she's just being a teenage girl. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> I am I might just be a cat, but, like, you have to freaking listen to me. Yeah. Um, And it was really fun. There was one storyline that was, like, completely just revolving around fat phobia, which I really mm-hmm. didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that one was, like an f but <laughs> everything else was really good yeah i do wish 
So, like, right at the end, she, like, actually awakens. So, she gets her powers and stuff, but she doesn't remember anything. Mm. And right at the end, she actually, like, remembers, like, oh, like, I am a princess. And, like, I lived on the moon and, like, all this stuff. She remembers, her like, her past life. And she's like, oh, I have to find everyone now. Which was, like, kind of funny because, like, throughout the comics, like, you could see everyone in the backgrounds of scenes, which oh, was really so cool. cool. <laughs> it was, like, she was I just walking that. down the street and Usagi was, like, right there yeah and you're like oh my god there she is <laughs> but i um i really wish there was another one where it was just her and artemis like with her memories back because i really liked that part and it was like the last 10 pages oh yeah. and so i was a little disappointed in that like i i really wish there was more um, mm-hmm. But it was good overall. Like, if you like Sailor Moon, definitely check it out. I also read uh, The Lightning Thief, which is the first of the Percy Jackson oh, yeah. books. Um, obviously, this is a middle grade <laughs> book, so I read it in, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> like, flew through it. But it was it was quite good. I borrowed it from a friend, and I made her drop off the rest of the series. Uh, well, she did offer, but <laughs> I did take her up on that because I really did like it. And then I read... Lord Olympus Volume 2, mm-hmm. which I finally also purchased. And then I read Court of the Vampire Queen oh. by Katie Robert. What's that? I haven't heard of that. Uh, so this is fantasy erotica. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's why. <laughs> um, so it got me, like, so she got me on TikTok because, like, I think it was actually her, like, the author, but it might have just been a fan. And they showed the acknowledgement page or, like, the dedications page. And it was like, this book is dedicated to anyone who loved Damon, Spike, and then there was like another one, but I didn't recognize the name, just a little bit too much. And I was like, oh, I have to read this. Yeah. Like, I just watched Buffy and I fell in love with Spike Mm -hmm. and I loved it so much. And I did not know going in. I like didn't look at it. I just like, (laughs) I just like bought the ebook and was like, cool, I'm going to, I'm going to read this now. And then it was like, immediately she gets bit in the neck and has like an orgasm. (laughs) And I was like, oh, <laughs> this was not the book I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, the plot was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Like, I actually enjoyed the, like, background plot, but it was, like, sex every chapter. Mm-hmm. So, like, after a while, like, it does start to, like, just lose its impact, too. You're just like, okay, they're just having sex again. Yeah. I will say it was, like, pretty good. And if you're into, like, smut or, like, hardcore spice, like, I'd actually fully recommend it. There was, like, it needed to be edited like a couple more times yeah so you gotta like glean past some of the grammar and mistakes and stuff that are happening but if you can get past that and you really like spice i would recommend it if you're not into spice i mean i got through it i don't usually read these kinds of books um and i liked it so like you might still like it yeah but you're definitely going to be like there's hardcore sex scenes like there's (laughs) there's there's full-on sex scenes i did appreciate that she uses the terms for female anatomy though that's good. It wasn't a whole bunch of euphemisms. Yeah. Which was actually, I was like, okay, at least we're calling a spade a spade here. Yeah. Like, I appreciate that, you know? Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Katie. Good job, Katie. Appreciate that. <laughs> so those are the books I got through. What What have you been reading? Uh, well, you know, still reading Gods of Jade and Shadow. Um, I'm just looking at when I started reading that, August 25th. So... That's been over a month of me reading that. And you know what? To be honest, I've just been reading like a chapter a night kind of a vibe yeah. and take a few days off. But um, audiobooks are my friend. So I've been <laughs> downloading a bunch from the library and I just finished Panic 
by Lauren Oliver, which, yes, you were telling me all about her. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I think I read every book that she published before about 2014. Mm-hmm. And, like, like, I used to just go to the library and go straight to the, like, young adult section and straight to O. And I was like, D- is there another one? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, is there anything new? Because there's something new I can read. <laughs> I really liked it. Like, I got it because I was looking for something a little, like, kind of spooky like you know mm-hmm. it's fall vibes so i wanted just something that would give me that and it was good i liked the premise of it it's very yeah. interesting premise i found i find she's really good premises yeah. like she's really good ideas and i haven't read them i think since like 2014 mm-hmm. so like i i don't know if the writing style is still something i'd really enjoy mm-hmm. but like i love her ideas yeah it's super interesting. So, like, those who don't know what Panic's about, it's, like, this small town, like, Texas town where these, like, kids are trying to, like, basically get away from it. Mm-hmm. But the only way to do that is to, like, have money. And a lot of them don't or, like, they need that opportunity to. So, Panic is this game that all these seniors play and they can win like thousands of dollars afterwards so a a few of the main characters are really relying on this money to like win it and get out and they all have their own kind of stuff going on Mm -hmm. in their personal lives and they're just doing like tasks that are supposed to induce fear and you're basically either supposed to like pass the task or like yeah like don't give up basically so Mm -hmm. super interesting i really liked it i'm watching the tv show now because you know what's it holding up uh it's good, but it's they've changed a lot of the main kind of character motivations and some of the plot points. So right, so it's good. Like if you just watched it for the that, then it's fine. But if yeah. you want it to be a good adaptation of the book, it's not going to give you that. Yeah, it's okay. different. I mean, that's fair. That's kind of what I would be expecting going into most things. This is why also like I find it hard when you just read the book. Yeah. Because your mind is really fresh. Like, at least if you've read it, like, you know, like a year or two or several years prior, then you've, like, forgotten all the, like, details. Yeah. And you remember kind of just the main plot, which might be the best place to do it. Uh, That being said, we should probably switch over to our topic. Yes. I'm excited about this one because it's, like, lots of fun. So these are our topic this week is books that hooked us from the first line, page, uh, well, first line, paragraph, page, or chapter, mm-hmm. which is a wide variety. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so we're not necessarily like, I found that most of mine weren't really slow burns. There's a couple of classics that I threw in there just because I really do like the opening lines. Mm-hmm. But these these are more fast-paced stuff because they're just hooking you right in there. So I know I have more than you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to start if that's okay. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to start with um, classic. I got to start with The Hobbit. So I'm actually, I have my books here as well. <laughs> so if you can hear the pages flipping, that's, you that's know, what's happening. That's what's happening there. So the first line of The Hobbit, or the first couple lines, I should say, is pretty iconic. So it goes, in a hole in the ground, there lived a hobbit, not a nasty, dirty, wet hole filled with the ends of worms and oozy smell nor yet a dry, bare, sandy hole with nothing in it to sit down on or to eat. It was a hobbit hole, and that means comfort. Aww. It's just like a nice way to start a fantasy story. Yeah. Because I really love, and I remember the first time I read it, 
just really loving how, and I was familiar, like I'd seen the, the Lord of the Rings movies, I'd read the Lord of the Rings books, like I knew what I was getting into, but I still really love it as a fantasy opener because it's just setting the stage so nicely. Yeah. And it's very accessible, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, no, like, don't worry that you don't know what a hobbit is because we're going to explain it. Yeah. Like, but it's also going to be interesting. So I really, I really love the opening of The Hobbit, I think. And it's like a classic. You can't. Yeah. Can't not. Can't not include it in this yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. I really like that one. I just, you know, it's sweet, short, simple. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. And, and you're hooked. <laughs> and that's why we're on this topic. <laughs> all right. So my first one is Panic by Lauren Oliver. Huh? Just oh, my ta- goodness. It's like you just read did it. Did I just talk about that? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so I just kind of liked the first chapter in general, I would say, because it really starts in the action. Mm-hmm. Like we are following our one of our main characters, Heather, and she's swimming to this cliff. And this right. cliff is like the first task of panic where basically that's how you enter panic is you jump off of this cliff and it's just it's just that sets the tone for the rest of the book like mm-hmm. that's what this is about is that anything is supposed to be giving you like you're supposed to be reading it and feeling like this anxiety with the characters and wanting to know why they're doing this game and playing this game and what it is and like that first chapter really explains it well like it's super um just straight to the point like this is what panic is this is how it started you know people have died from it and but people still do it because they're all basically desperate for this money so i just love that it was done well that's why i picked that one i love that i i do think so lauren oliver i think one of the reasons i've liked her book so much is that she does do that really great like in the middle of action so that's yeah there's a technical term for that do you know what it is no okay so it's called (laughs) i just adjusted my glasses (laughs) i I feel like a total nerd (laughs) so i it's called in media res okay so it means in the middle of action basically and it's a really popular writing technique especially for like um and it's also the idea, like, when you're in writing classes, you might hear it in terms of, like, don't don't try to explain your way into the story. Like, just start yeah. at the action. And so it's really interesting because the closer, the closer you get to, like, the climax, it's really interesting if you read a book where that's, like, true in media res, where it's, like, right at the climax yeah. is where it starts. It's kind of jarring and it's kind of, but it, it's very intriguing because you're like, whoa, yeah. what is happening? What is like, happening? And then also like, where do you go from there? Because yeah. you like usually the climax is later on in a book yeah. and then you're like, okay, now we're going to like resolve everything, all this stuff. But to start with the climax, you're like, how can the stakes and get higher? What, what, how can, how? where do we even go from here? Yeah. yeah. So I know she does that a lot. Um, It's just a really good way to hook your readers too. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of good ways to hook your readers I do want to so again also new books that we've read so I just read <laughs> Percy Jackson The Lightning Thief this actually made the list for me as well uh, so this is by so uh, this is by Rick Riordan 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 yep. I'm probably saying I'm gonna say that wrong and then I'm gonna have people after me because he's very <laughs> popular so it's kind of like the first paragraph I'm gonna kind of cut out a little bit here but I do want to read it uh, so it it goes Look, I didn't want to be a half-blood. 
Which is a great first line, yeah. by the way. Like, it's like, what do you mean? Like, like I have look, so many questions. Pay attention, guys. Like, yeah. Um, And then he goes on to kind of say, you know, talk about it. And then he goes, this is kind of at the end of the, of the the section to open it. And he says, but if you recognize yourself in these pages, if you feel something stirring inside, stop reading immediately. You might be one of us. And once you know that, it's only a matter of time before they sense it too. And they'll come for you. Don't say I didn't warn you. Ooh. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean, Percy? What is going on like, here, what, bud? Yeah, what's, what's going on in your life? You seem yeah. like you're going through it. And I like this because it sets the pace really nicely for the book. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, think it's a, it's kind of iconic. I like it. I like it because it's like, it's addressing the reader too. It's just like, hey, like, are you paying attention yeah. to what I'm trying to tell you or what I'm yeah. about to tell you? Like, you better... Like, you're going to be involved in this story, too, basically. Yeah. I really like that. That was a good one. All right. I have The Merciful Crow by Margaret Owen. Again, probably talked about this on the <laughs> podcast, you know. I, I recognize it for sure. Um, the, so the first sentence for this one, I really, it was definitely like you would be at a bookstore and you would open it. And you'd be like, oh, was not expecting that. So basically, mm-hmm. it's uh, Paul was taking too long to cut the boy's throats. So, yikes! Yeah. <laughs> so you know when you when you read that, you're like, "What kind of book is this? What am I getting myself hey, into? Do you need do you need to get out of a situation there? Yeah, <laughs> like what is going on? So it is like obviously that's definitely eye catching in itself. Yeah. But the first chapter obviously goes ahead and explains what's going on. Right. Like you know, we find out that they're cutting these boys' throats because they're infected with a plague. And oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah, so that's just so that they're not spreading the germs, and it's it's a whole thing, and it ends up being um at the like like queen's palace kind of thing, right? So then you kind of delve into what's going on, like who are these boys? Like, yeah, why are they taking so long? So anyway, it's really good. It's it's it occurs to me that it's a hard balance, right? Because mm-hmm. you you have to give enough information that I trust. Like, that's what I like about The Hobbit is, like, that's a lot of stuff to be thrown at you. Yeah. But he's explaining himself Yeah, at the same time. So you know that there's going to be an explanation. So it's just intriguing. And then some of these lines, I'm like, whoa, 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 hold up. Like, but I've read books where they do a little bit too much of that and they just jump into the story right away. Yes. And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't know if you know this, but I don't know what these words mean yet. Yeah, like, what are these words? What is happening? What is going on? Am I supposed to know this stuff right now? And, like, that's the thing. Like, this first sentence, you're like... She better explain herself. Yeah. (laughs) You better have some detail here. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I'm going to kind of stick to the the children's kind of novel. The children's opening. The theme. This is the theme. theme, um, Right now, which I'm going to go with uh, a personal favorite of mine, which is Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events. Ooh. And uh, so it starts with the book, The Bad Beginning, and this is the opening line, or a couple of the first lines. If you are interested in stories with happy endings, you would be better off reading some other book. (laughs) In this book, not only is there no happy ending, there is no happy beginning and very few happy things in the middle. This is because not very many happy things happened in the lives of the three Baudelaire youngsters. And I remember reading that. And I, it didn't start with the first book. So, like, he does, like, Lemony Snicket, who is not actually Lemony Snicket, but... <laughs> Spoiler! <laughs> he writes 
a lot of like, don't read this book. Yeah. It's very, and I remember reading, and it's a very similar line that opens the sixth book, which is hilariously where I started. But I remember reading it and being like, why is he telling me not to read this book? <laughs> and she was like, it's reverse psychology. Like, the more you tell somebody not to do something, like, mm. the more they might want to do it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, it's like, he's trying to make you excited because you're like, why wouldn't I want to read this book? I've learned that that's a very good way to make me read a book is to tell me yeah, not to read not it. Not to do it, yeah. Like, I've wanted to do, like, a banned book, like, reading list, like, of just, like, books that people don't want kids to read and me being like absolutely I'm gonna read that immediately (laughs) so it is really effective just for me but I love that because it is also it's kind of a lie Mm -hmm. but you like it's not at this like it is like terrible things are happening but they're also like you you know because it's a children's book they're gonna make it through yeah and so that's a really interesting like dichotomy for me is like you know they're gonna be relatively okay by the end but it was also like maybe one of the first book series where I, I I didn't know how bad things might get. Yeah. Because, yeah, they were going to be like alive at the end, but like they lost a lot of stuff along the way and a lot of yeah. people along the way in various ways. And I love how he handles that. Like sometimes he went on for a few too many pages being like, this is so sad. And I was like, okay, but like I want to know what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so like, can we get back to the story, please? <laughs> but I did really enjoy like... And I, I guess as a kid, too, like, it is a really good intro into darker topics mm-hmm. and dealing with things like grief mm-hmm. and sadness and frustration and, you know, enemies, even bullies. Like, it was, it's just a really interesting way to take on it and being like, this is bad. And he, like, interrupts it to say, you know what, this is bad. This is awful, but it's happening. Yeah. And it does happen. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And I, yeah. See, I feel like if I picked that up when I was a kid, I'd be like, I don't. I'm not reading it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know why. I was like, oh my God, I have to. Yeah. He's telling me no. Well, he's telling me no. No, the answer is yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, and look where he is now. Look where he is now. Okay. So my next one is Fable by Adrian Young. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, Probably talked about this one, maybe mentioned it in passing. Right. Um, I liked the first sentence of it. It's it's that bastard was leaving me again. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a great one. <laughs> and again, it kind of like starts with an action. Like we get to see Fable. She's the main character. And she's basically running after this crew on a boat. And so what she does is she hunts for, I want to say like gems. Like they're gems. She, they like go out to the reef and she like dives for gems basically. And this right. is how she makes a living and sells these gems. So. That's what's going on in the first chapter. So that bastard is the guy that she's was supposed to get a boat ride with to the reef. But they're like, no, (laughs) like we're leaving you behind. And she ends up like racing after them and like swimming after them and crawling on the boat anyways. And then Mm -hmm. she has to pay so much money. And she's like, "Ugh, like you're just making my life hard. So it's really an interesting way to see this character's like back story a little bit already like you Mm -hmm. kind of already know what she's struggling with or how she you know how she's making a living um the setting like you get to see like okay like it's kind of like a piratey vibe like Mm -hmm. you're on an island and all of this stuff so it's really interesting um i just wanted to like talk about what it's about a little bit because yeah you know it is a good book um 
So Fable, she's a daughter of a very powerful trader in the Narrows. And the sea is the only home she has ever known. It's been four years since the night she watched her mother drown during an unforgiving storm. The next day, her father abandoned her on a legendary island filled with thieves and little food. So that's the island she's that, you know, we start off in the we first chapter. We start off right there. Yeah. yeah. Um, to survive, she must keep to herself, learn to trust no one, and rely on the unique skills her mother taught her. The only thing that keeps her going is the goal of getting off the island, finding her father, and demanding her rightful place right beside him and his crew. So to do this fable enlists the helps of a young trader named West to get her off the island and across the narrows to her father. Uh, but she, her father has rivalries in the dangers of his trading enterprise have only multiplied since she lost, last saw him and fable soon finds that West isn't who he seems. Together, they will have to survive more than the treacherous storms that haunt the narrows if they're going to stay alive. So yeah, I feel like the first chapter really just kind of puts us into that story. I love that. You really love the in meteor res. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. It gets me it gets me hooked. It does. It I mean that's why it's there, right? Mm-hmm. I I love that. That does make me want to read it. Does it? Oh, that's yeah. good. I mean, I've been wanting to read a couple of Adrian Young's books, but yep. that one wasn't at the top of my list. Yeah. But that sounds like yeah, I like how that starts. Like, that's just a quick start. See, she did her job. I, <laughs> so I have another one here. Uh, Naomi Novik's Spinning Silver. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I've talked about this book before. I am a huge fan of it. I think mainly because it is a little bit of a, like, it feels fairy tale and fairy tale inspired. Um, It's actually kind of loosely connected to, like, Rumpelstiltskin. Okay. Which is really interesting. I love that it's not, like, um like not an unpopular yeah <laughs> fairy tale but it's not like you know the ones that have been rehashed several times yeah i was gonna like, say you that's know, a beauty unique, and the beast yeah it's a more unique one too yeah <laughs> and i really so what i love the most about it is kind of the opening paragraph but i actually it's just the like the first line kind of sets the stage really nicely which is the real story isn't half as pretty as the one you've heard oh and i i could read the rest of it where she goes on to be like oh like she talks about, you know, oh, the the miller's daughter with the golden long hair, like the long golden hair, like she wasn't the person she pretended to be in like this specific scenario. And she like is very, very blunt about it. But I love that. I love books that play with a little bit of lying, a little bit of a little bit of fibbing, a little bit mm-hmm. of getting lost in the retelling, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. And that line, I just feel like set me up for like, Oh, this book is going to be a little blunt. Yeah. About kind and it's not gonna be flowery. Like this is not gonna be a flowery story. It might be beautiful and it might be poetic, but it's not gonna be flowery. And I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um it ends up telling the story of kind of like the moneylender's daughter. And it's oh. like a poor money lender. <laughs> like yeah. he he's not good at his job. <laughs> <laughs> and her whole deal in the first bit is that everyone always blames the money lender because they think the money will fix their problems and it never does. Oh. Because the problem wasn't the lack of money. It, it It's a really good book and I just remember like sometimes fantasy novels are hard to get into and this is technically like a high fantasy novel. It's based off of like Eastern Europe so it's more familiar territory. It's not you know super jarring to jump into 
but they can be hard to get into because you're getting used to a whole new world and i just remember like i was like nope i'm hooked like i gotta i gotta keep going which is good like i find that sometimes those fantasy novels can really just like overdo it on the description of even just the setting or anything or trying to just be like okay you need to know this stuff to read this book and then it's like well i don't really want to read all this stuff right now yeah and i get through i think that's the hard thing about high fantasy or any kind of fantasy is you do really have to like they have to explain the world and the rules of the world and the magic and the monsters and like whatever else is in there but they have to they can't just do it Mm -hmm. like they can't just say it they can't be like okay here are all the things you need to know they have to first make you want to read it yeah and that's where i just love like it also sets up the main character really nicely like there's several points of views that you follow throughout the book and it does switch but like the main girl like that is her mentality she's like i'm so sick of people lying yeah and i'm so sick of this and she's like really clever and really smart but she's she's kind of a bitch like she (laughs) like she doesn't care she's so sick of people using her family yeah totally and i love that it starts with such a strong personality and it's not just like oh she's really nice and sweet yeah which is not a personality (laughs) but it is but like it's so overused anyway great novel uh if that intrigues you i highly i i really love it so yeah highly recommend i do want to read that one i've been eyeing it up too but it's a little it's a little big for me right now. It is. Um, it's a little hefty looking. It comes in. Let's see. Comes in at. It looks thicker than it is. Because how many pages would you guess this is? I don't know. Like you're gonna guess right on it, and then I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> five eighty. So it's four sixty. Okay. Okay. See, so yeah, I would. It does, and um. So my my other favorite thing about this book <laughs> is it's fey, but oh. they're mean. Like they are Ooh. not. They are not the fae that, like, like they are deadly. They are lethal fae, mm-hmm. which is actually, like, if you trace back into, like, the mythology of fae, that is what they are. Like, mm-hmm. and they're all about their promises, and they're all about, you know, deals, and if you make a deal with them, like, they mean it, and that is, like, better currency for them than any money system that is in place. And so I find that, like, really cool. I love that kind of, like, fae. Yeah, that's cool. Because they're just brutal. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. You should definitely read it. Okay. <laughs> it, it'll go on the TBR and get read eventually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, do you have another one? Uh, yeah. So uh, The Bone Houses by Emily Lloyd-Jones. Nice. Again, first. Well, okay. So I might have stretched, like the first chapter versus like intro right like i wasn't sure you know what we're counting but i went i jumped to the first chapter versus the intro because i liked it better um (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you can give or take an intro i don't know but it is so the evening air smelled pleasantly of a fresh grave um so i really love this book this book is about like a grave digger girl like she's following the footsteps of her dad who goes missing and basically these bone houses which are just zombies basically like start Mm -hmm. to rise from the grave and her job is just to like lead them back and get them back to their resting place basically so but it was a very it's like a very beautifully well done book even though it is such a like like i I don't want to say disturbing like just like kind of spooky book like we're talking about dead people and zombies and like but it's so beautifully well done of how like respectful they of they are of the dead 
despite being like grave diggers and all that so like that first sentence really sets the tone like the evening air smelled pleasantly of a fresh grave like you're making that sound like it's nice so (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm in tutoring mode but that is an example of like juxtaposition Mm -hmm. in the most beautiful way because you're so not expecting it yeah but they mean it too like that's the thing right like they mean that line yeah it's not a lie it's not just there to shock you like it is actually how the characters think which is super interesting yes i love that i love that we're like get to see a piece of this character before we've even like stepped into the story like i just love it love it okay so i'm gonna talk about another one that is a little bit fantasy um I want to. I kind of want to know if you recognize the line because I know you've read this book. Okay. Uh, so this is the first, um, like six lines in the book. First, the colors, then the humans. That's usually how I see things, or at least how I try. Here is a small fact: you are going to die. I. You think I've read this? I know you've read it. I'm pretty sure. Actually, now I'm getting doubtful of myself, but I'm, I'm like ninety <laughs> percent certain I lent it to you, and it's like a fantasy. Or uh, like you have to, yeah. Well, um, technically, like also historical fiction. Wow, I don't know. I my first thought was the chrysalis. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it is the book thief. Oh, yeah. So this is mm-hmm. by Marcus mm-hmm. Zuzak. Um, and yeah. So our narrator is death, which you don't find out for a little bit. Yep. Um, which is where it is like kind of a fantasy thing right because we have a personification of death and i just remember being like what the hell is happening first off yep and like the way that it's set up is so strange and then by the time like he tells you that he's death you're just like okay this is not what i would like it's just so not what you were expecting Mm -hmm. Um, And I've read a little bit about like how he went through his drafts because he had this idea to write um, a story about the it is about the Holocaust. Um, So it does focus around Germany in that time Mm -hmm. and uh, specifically a German family in that time. And I've, I've read interviews where he's talking about how he came up with it. And in one of the first drafts, he made death like really, really villainous and awful Mm -hmm. and cold and like. He, like, loved the feeling of taking, like, souls. And it was, like, this evil thing. And he was, like, it was really exhausting and he couldn't keep it up. Yeah, that would be. Right? And Mm -hmm. then he started thinking about it and he was, like, if death was a person or, like, a person-like thing, like, I think they'd just be tired. Yeah. Which became, like, death doesn't really want to be doing it, like, necessarily, but it's the job. Yeah. And you just feel that, like distance from humans because of all the atrocious things that we do that call him in Mm -hmm. and i just i love the way he wrote death so much i think it is one of the most beautiful books i've ever read and it starts right from that like first paragraph and that like here's a small fact you're going to die was like jarring i was like whoa you're like where is this going but i also appreciate that because like that's what we're going to be talking about. Like, we're going to be talking pretty bluntly about this. Like, yeah. Like, I love that it's just right there. We're not trying to hide it. Not trying to shock you. Like, if you're not in the mood to read a story where we're going to be talking about death a lot, like, 
go pick up a different book. Yeah, for sure. So I think it sets the stage really nicely and I, I have to appreciate that. Yeah. That is, and it's like really beautiful paragraph. Have you read, you've read this book, right? I don't think I've read it. You've never read it. I don't think I've, I think I've watched the movie, but I don't think I've actually, mm. I've been wanting to read it. Maybe that's it. I've been wanting to read I it. I feel but. like I lent it to you. Maybe you did. And then I gave it back <laughs> and I was like, back. yeah, I read it. I totally read it. That was great. <laughs> I totally had time to totally. read it. <laughs> okay. So The Turn of the Key by Ruth Ware is a very interesting book. I've Yes, you talked about book. it a lot. I love this book. So it's actually like the first, I don't even know, it's not really chapters, but basically I'll, I'm going to read a few. So they're in letters. Yes. And so it starts off with her, the main character, writing these letters to a Mr. Wrexham. So it starts off, dear Mr. Wrexham, I know you don't know me, but please, 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 you have to help me. And then we go... Um, to the next one. Dear Mr. Wrexham, you don't know me, but you may have seen coverage of my case in the newspapers. The reason I am writing to you is to ask you, please. And then it stops. And then it's the next day. Dear Mr. Wrexham, I hope that's the right way to address you. I have never written to a bar- barrister before. The first thing I have to say is that I know this is unconventional. I know I should have gone via my solicitor, but he's... And then it stops. Dear Mr. Wrexham, are you a father, an uncle? If so, let me appeal. Dear Mr. Wrexham, please help me. I didn't kill anyone. And then it continues on with the actual full story to Mr. Wrexham. And wow. Yeah. So it's very interesting because you're like, okay. What is going on? This is desperate. Yeah. Like you see the first letter and you're like, okay, she's asking for help. But first of all, who is Mr. Wrexham? Like, what is he doing? And then you kind of find out like he's a lawyer. And then you find out like, obviously, she's in trouble and she needs his help. And then you get to jump right into the story of why why she yeah. needs the help. Yeah. And then like you get to the end of the story and the letters at the beginning make so much more like so much sense. And I just love it. Okay. I love that callback. Yeah. And like you're confused at the beginning. And then if you go back and read it, you're like, oh. Yeah. Like, okay, like, I understand. I understand why we're reading these and the importance of them. And yeah. So Good yeah. job, Ruth Ware. Good job, Ruth Ware. Um, I have a couple more. Was Kay. that your last one or did you have one more after that? One more. One more. Okay, crazy. so I'm going to, I'll combine my other ones, but The Lover's Dictionary by David Leviathan. So I've talked about this book a couple times. Again, one of them, like a very beautifully written story. Uh, the concept behind it is that it's telling a love story in alphabetical order instead of chronologically. Which is just a great elevator pitch for it. Love that. <laughs> it sums it up really nicely. Yeah. So we start with obviously the letter A and it starts with aberrant, which is an adjective. <laughs> it says that in here. <laughs> and I'm just going to read kind of this first passage. It's a short, short paragraph. It goes, I don't normally do this kind of thing, you say. Neither do I, I assure you. Later, it turned out we had both met people online before, and we'd both slept with people on the first dates before, and we'd both found ourselves falling too fast before. But we were comforted, but we comforted ourselves with what we really meant to say, which was, I don't normally feel this good about what I'm doing. Measure the hope of that moment, that feeling. Everything else will be measured against it. Oh. Which I love. Yeah. Because one... Okay, so we know like how their love story starts, which is kind of nice because like it is alphabetical, but like it's nice <laughs> that it's a little chronological yeah. in this moment. <laughs> but 
but we know kind of like this like feeling of how it started and then i love the intrigue of that last line which is everything else will be measured against it because it just gives this like okay what happened Mm -hmm. why are we measuring it against this moment Mm -hmm. like what is going on because clearly there's going to be some sort of drama because it's a book yeah but yeah you when you come back to that passage again after you've read the whole thing you're like oh yeah i get why this is the first thing you wanted to say about the relationship oh which is really really interesting to me because yeah i i it's a stunning book if that intrigued you at all i highly recommend it like yes. so good it it does like you've been talking about that a few times and i do want to read that book and i just love in, like books in general when you can finish the book and then if you recall the beginning, sometimes yeah. I don't really recall the beginning. You're like, oh, that makes so much sense. But then you can like reread it and like really enjoy all the extra details that are in there because yeah. you understand why it's that way. Yeah, totally. All right. Uh, why don't you go ahead with your last one there? Sure. So last one is Rebels of the Sands by Alwyn Hamilton. And again, first sentence, first paragraph, I guess this one is. Um, So they said the only folks who belonged in headshot after dark were the ones who were up to no good. I wasn't up to no good. Then again, I wasn't exactly up to no bad either. Ooh, I love that. (laughs) So I'm a big fan of statements that twist on themselves. Yeah. And there is a technical word that I'm just blanking on right now. But it's like... It's that it's like I wasn't up to no good, but I wasn't up to no bad, and mm-hmm. I, and I love I love idioms that get twisted. Yeah, which is totally what is getting ah. That's so <laughs> intriguing to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love that you love it because like that's why I picked it. It's just like I want to know what he's up, to, what, what 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 they're up to. Like, like what's I, going I wanna on? I know what's going on. That is so intriguing. I feel hilarious that my other books are not going to be quite like that's that okay but that's what i'm going to end on so yeah. if you want to know more about that book go look up rebel of the sands yeah i love that i love that a lot so the one i do want to talk about and then i want to talk about two classics that i can't just not mention mm-hmm. um is the princess bride which starts with the line this is my favorite line this is my favorite book in all the world though i have never read it oh and I remember, so like I was a big fan of the movie, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why I picked up the book because I was like, oh, I didn't actually know it was a book. And you, like I picked it up and I read the first line and I was like, what What the hell? And what is happening is it's, he's cre- created this character, very similar to like Lemony Sicket, mm-hmm. Um, where you're creating a character where like they're the actual author of the book and it's like this lost book that he's trying to like find and recreate and rewrite and I love it because it's also very it's actually very similar to how they do the movie in which they have you know like somebody telling the story and then you're getting interrupted so he's remembering the first time he read it with I think his like great uncle or something okay a little fuzzy on the details there yeah but um anyway some like older family member is reading it to him while he's sick as a child which is very similar to the movie and i wasn't expecting that because i was expecting the book to just be like the base story about like buttercup and you know wesley and all that like i was just expecting it to just be about them and i love how layered Mm -hmm. it actually is it is like a couple stories within a story 
And I, I just think that's so intrigued. That's such an intriguing way to be like, I've never read it. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't expecting that. Like I actually wasn't ready for that. That's awesome. Um, the other two I kind of want to mention here, and then I have an honorable mention. Uh so Jane Eyre, uh, there was no possibility of taking a walk that day. Which is like <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's the whole line. So um, this is like not as nearly as intriguing as some of the ones that you had. I said that. Mm-hmm. But the reason I love that is because again, it's one of those things where once you read it and you come back to it, you're like oh, this kind of like completely encompasses the character of Jane Eyre in which she is full of like lost potential. Mm. Mm-hmm. And I freaking adore that that is like, like zippered up into that first line. Yeah. Of this like day that didn't hit its potential mm-hmm. and this life that also feels like it could have gotten lost in its potential as well. And I just, I adore that. That's a good one. one. Which I, I don't know if you're going to agree with me here. Um, is Emma by Jane Austen. Okay. So the reason I love it is because it just doesn't paint a great picture of Emma. (laughs) (laughs) So Emma, the first line is Emma Woodhouse, handsome, clever, and rich with a comfortable home and a happy disposition, seemed to unite some of the best blessings of existence and had lived nearly 21 years in the world with very little to distress or vex her. (laughs) And I love that because it's such a good intro to mm-hmm. emma's character and it a little makes you hate her yep because you're like, like what do you mean she? you haven't been distressed or vexed yeah. in 22 years of your life yeah like someone's a little spoiled someone's a little, little <laughs> too spoiled there i love that because like you read the book and you're kind of like okay like this is just like words like you're just kind of describing this character and i don't know if you're trying to be funny or not but watching the movie and seeing how they like interpret that is just so funny because you're like funny once you know who emma is it's hilarious (laughs) (laughs) i i do i freaking adore that opening and i so i i checked a lot of lists and like a lot of them had pride and prejudice Mm -hmm. um and i was like i think emma's opening line like totally beats it but jane austen does do this thing where she like writes the first line and the entire story is like a contradiction of that Mm-hmm. because it turns out that she's not just this happy person she's yeah. not just this perfect person she's actually kind of entitled and ignorant of her friends and yeah very self-involved going on yeah and there does it turns out you know there is actually a lot that does come to vex her yeah <laughs> <laughs> very easily yeah <laughs> Um, my last one is an honorable mention so I, again i looked up some lists and i found it on the list and also, my partner has been bugging me to read this book for years because he's not much of a reader, but it is one of his favorite books. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I saw the first line and I was like, I've never been more interested in reading this book. So it's The Martian by Andy Weir. And this is the first line. And um, I'm going to swear. Okay. <laughs> Just brace yourself, everyone. I'm pretty much fucked. That's my considered opinion. Fucked. <laughs> I love that. Cool. I don't know the context of no. why this man thinks he's fucked, but yeah. I'm intrigued. Yeah, I want to find out I why. I want to find out. Yeah, that's I, a good one. And I was like, hey, like, to my partner, I was like, is this the, this is the first line? He's like, yeah. And he, like, <laughs> laughed. And I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> he's just laughing because he knows what happens. Yeah, he's, he's like, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was fucked. <laughs> um, 
yeah, that was kind of it for today. Shall we yeah. pick our next topic? Yeah, let's go ahead. Okay, let's see what we got here. Oh, another one from Jen. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. So this is favorite fan theories of a book. Ooh. Which I'm very excited This will be for. interesting because this is more like... This is not about the book. This yeah. is about the fandom, which I love. Yeah, now we get to delve into that. There's actually... Okay, well, now I'm spoiling it. But there's actually <laughs> one for Akatar that I might talk about. Okay, That might do make it. me actually like the whole series again. Do it. Do <laughs> so it. So I'm, I'm so excited for that one. Um, we didn't talk about what we're looking forward to reading, mm-hmm. um, but I'm going to be finishing the Percy Jackson series. Okay. Hopefully. Yeah. What about you? Um, we're going to finish Gods of Jade and Shadow, and I'm listening to Molly's Game by Molly Bloom, which is a biography of Molly Bloom, and it's really interesting. Love that. All right. So we mentioned on our last kind of extra, extra podcast that we are starting a book club. Um, it's called the 2AM Book Club. So you can check out um, a link on our Instagram, which will definitely be up by the time this podcast comes out, uh, in which you can join our Discord server where we'll kind of explain what's going on. It's going to be a free book club. And if you, you know, just want to join and then see the book list and then kind of go from there, that's totally cool. You don't have to commit to anything. Uh, and if you want to join and just like chit chat about the podcast or about your favorite books with yeah. other people who love books, that's also going to be a place where you can do that. So yeah, I'm excited to do more interactions with our listeners and people who are interested yeah. in books and it's been great. Yeah. Plus Alex Kalfa will be joining us mm-hmm. on that project. So super excited about that because, um, yeah, she... One, she loves Discord, which is really fun. And yeah. two, she she deep dives books just like any other book nerd. So very It'll excited about that. Um, we are going to be starting with the book We Were Liars as well. Mm. We didn't talk about whether we were going to announce that, but I just decided yeah, on a you win just here. Went, I yeah. just went huh? for it. Uh, so I hope that was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll be doing a mixture of various types of books. So we'll be having some fantasy. Eventually, we even want to do a couple like poetry down the line, although we don't have those ones lined up just yet. So definitely uh, go check us out for a link to our Discord uh, server there. Otherwise, any final thoughts, Megan? No, I don't think so. All right. Well, we hope you enjoyed this. We hope you found some new books to pick up. Maybe drop us a line on our social media to tell us about your favorite lines from books and maybe get my TBR, you know, back over 200 books or something. (laughs) (laughs) Because that would be fun for everyone. (laughs) Uh, Otherwise, thank you again so much for listening to this episode of the Book Jar Pod. And we will catch you next time. Bye.